over the past five years, our rate of improvement is twice that of the state and three times that of the rest of the country. ACT scores of our African-American students has jumped from 16.1 to 16.7, a gain of six-tenths of a point, which is twice the national rate of improvement. Hello, I'm Mary Porterfield. Welcome to this special edition of People, Places, and Things. Last year, we brought you a special, An Inexcusable Gap, where we spoke with experts in the field of education and addressed the crisis that is affecting our African-American students in the Chicago public school system, and that is their low test scores and performance levels. We all promised we would do what we could to turn things around, and it seems as though some things may be working. That's not to say there isn't a lot more still to be done, but at least we're headed in the right direction. And so we now present Closing the Gap. Thanks, Harry. I'm Jim Rose, and we're now going to jump right into our discussion because there's nothing more important than our topic today, and that's how to assure that all of our students receive a meaningful education. I'm joined by my colleague Evelyn Holmes and some of the experts that know what to do and how to do it. So here we go. Joining us from the Chicago Public Schools are CEO Arnie Duncan, Dr. Donald Pittman, Chief Officer from the Office of High School Programs, and Dr. Alan Olson, former superintendent of Evanston Township High School and now executive director of high school transformation for the Chicago Public Schools. We also have with us Faye Terrell Perkins, who is Senior Executive Director of the Chicago Leadership Academies for Supporting Success, Philip Jackson, who is founder of the Black Star Project, and Julie Westerhoff, who is Executive Director of Parents United for Responsible Education, or PURE. Welcome to all of you. All right, we'll begin with Arnie Duncan. Can you start off by telling us uh, just where we stand now as far as the status of our students in the Chicago Public Schools? Over the last couple of years, especially under your stewardship, the numbers have gone up. Well, I'm very pleased to report that we're just coming off our best year in decades academically. We've seen record test score increases at both the high school and elementary school level. And on, the, on the elementary side, the majority of our students, two-thirds of our students now, are meeting state standards. We had a 15-point jump, which has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. We don't have the state high school results yet, but on the ACT over the past five years, our ACT scores have improved, and so we are absolutely closing the achievement gap. We couldn't be more proud of that, but having said that, we have a heck of a long way to go, and our work is nowhere near done. Now, you know, with that being said, we're talking about the test scores, and everybody understands test scores aren't all what it's about. There's also an issue of retention and attendance. Some can make the argument that the test scores are for those going to school. What about those who aren't, and how do you get them in the building? Yeah, well, again, we're just very pleased that every indicator is at an all-time high. So our attendance rates are at all-time high. Not surprisingly, test scores follow that. You okay. can't, children can't be successful if they're not there. But attendance rates are going up, truancy is going down, dropout rates are going down. But let's talk about the correlation between proper attendance, and state funds and how that correlates to what you really can do in terms of improvement of schools. Well, so much of our funding is tied to average daily attendance. And for every 1% we can increase um, attendance here in Chicago, that's almost $20 in increased revenue from the state. And we know how terribly underfunded we are here in the mm -hmm. state. So we have to fight for every dollar. That's one of the only areas where we actually control the outcomes. And again, the past couple of years we've seen attendance increase each year. And we want to continue to build upon that momentum and try and get even better this year. You know, Evelyn, one of the things that I think is really important in 
the preparation of students for school is how they get from the eighth grade to the ninth grade. Dr. Pittman, as part of your job, that's uh, the focus of what you do. Tell us how that's com com coming along. Well, one of the things that we try to do is make sure that students have a smooth transition into uh, high school. We've increased the days that we actually have for orientating uh, students into school mm -hmm. uh, to try to make sure that they, when they do come in, they know where the classes are, they know what subjects to take, the, uh, they're somewhat familiar with it because there's a huge difference between uh, the elementary school experience and the high school experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that too that's most important is the parents, and Julie I think mm -hmm. you could address this uh, sure. somewhat. My organization just did a survey of, uh, we got responses from over 4,000 parents in the public mm -hmm. schools and we really found that the high school parents are very interested, they want to be involved, but they just don't have the same kinds of opportunities that you have at the elementary school. So we've been working with um, Mr. Duncan and, and other people down in Chicago Public Schools trying to work on some ideas for bringing high school parents into the school, um, connecting them up with some of the programs that the students are working on because you know that's one area that I think we really where we can really get some more bang for our buck mm -hmm. and all the research shows that if the parents are involved the students do a lot better. We don't want to certainly put all the responsibility on parents even though we, we know that a lot lies there. Talk about the involvement of teachers because if indeed uh, you have parents who are involved, students who are willing and able, um, where do the teachers fall into all this? Mm -hmm. Number Philip one, uh, uh, teacher expectation uh, we have found is one of the major predictors of academic success for students. So that when teachers expect more from students, when they're working in the classroom in, in a way that they're challenging students, students produce. And so the teachers have a real and powerful role in, in ensuring the academic success mm -hmm. of students, especially ethnic low-income students. Now from your perspective, how successful can teachers be under the current system in terms of, and I mean Chicago public school system, how successful can they be with the levels of changes that are going on in terms of uh, principal accountability, some of the autonomy that the principals now have in terms of their buildings, hiring, firing, things along those lines? Well, well what happens in a school system, there are just so many variables, so many determinants uh, that have an impact on student success. So teachers are one of those uh, elements. But as you so stated, what's happening in the principal's office, what's happening downtown in administration, and especially what's happening in the home, what's happening in the community, all of that comes to bear in a, in a mosaic, if you will, of student success. Right. It's got to be a team effort to educate our children. Well, I think the principal is really the catalyst for change. You don't have effective schools that are, are led by ineffective principals. Mm -hmm. And so the bottom line is a principal who is resourceful, who is creative, who has a vision, and who knows what needs to be done in terms of instruction on behalf of all children will do all that they can to involve parents in the process, will provide the resources for teachers, will connect with central office to make sure that they are using all of the resources that the Chicago Public Schools has at their disposal. We are dealing with really four different components here. We're dealing with the system itself, we're dealing with uh, parents, we're dealing with teachers, and we're obviously dealing with students and their ability to achieve. Yeah. How do we get to one forward-thinking, positive change that is going to have the thrust behind it so we're not dividing up all the different abilities. Well, I'm going to agree that on the individual school level, it's up to the principal. Um, the principal is sort of the choreographer for um, making sure parents are involved, doing the, the correct kind of outreach. 
making sure teachers are supported, making sure teachers that they hire um, have the correct content knowledge, um, that they have opportunities to build their uh, skill, their uh, repertoire of instructional strategies to be able to better uh, reach kids, to engage them in learning, uh, to motivate them, uh, to make sure that all the resources in the school are adequately marshaled and, and marshaled together uh, in support of student learning. Let's talk some examples. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of people will watch this and they'll say, well, that all sounds real great, mm -hmm. but no one's told me what to do. How do you, as a, high, as, a, as a parent of a high school student or any elementary school student, you work in two jobs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're tired, money's mm -hmm. tight, how do you get involved? Every parent wants to do everything they can, and you're right, most parents, you know, parents have so much else they have to do and that has to come first because you've got to put food on the table, you mm -hmm. know. But the fact is, the, it's often just that people don't know what to do. And parents can bring resources to the school. If you're a high school parent, spend a day in the school, help with security, be a, an adult presence, mentor a child. You know, there, there are many things that can be done, but we do have to have an expectation in the system that parents are an important cog in the wheel. They're very important that parents should be in the school and that schools ought to be held accountable for how, how many parents are in the school mm -hmm. and what they're doing. Well, it is the beginning of the school year, and so there's really no better time to take a good hard look at where we are and where we need to be. I think we're all in agreement that we have a long way to go, but we also have to agree that it's not for lack of trying. Stay with us when we return with lots more. I think we're all aware that if we keep doing the same things in the same way, we're going to get the same results. And our public schools have certainly proven that. Is it time for a change? We live in a, such a technological age now. I remember when I went to school, there were no computers. You had chalk and you had lead pencils and paper, and, and that was about it. Now, I'm dating myself right now, but that's all right. <laughs> what, what is happening in the school systems today to perhaps bring it up to par? Every school now has computer labs, schools are wireless, and more and more instruction is being done on the computers. Students prepare for the ACT, there's you know, segments they can do on the Saturdays or after school on, on mm -hmm. computers. And we know today's uh, children love the video games, they love that kind of thing, and we have to change with the times. There's been a huge amount of infrastructure put into both elementaries and high schools, and I think students are going to do better academically because of that. Um, speaking of extracurricular activities, and I know this is something that's near and dear mm -hmm. to your heart, uh, Dr. Pittman, um, having been in sports mm -hmm. and now having a different a aspect of it. What is happening in our public school systems to maybe even increase the extracurricular activity? I know there's a budget type of situation involved there as well. Right. Well, one of the things we, we're doing, we're, we're making sure that folks understand the importance of sports. You know, students go to school for, for different reasons, you know, sometimes, and whatever that hook is that's going to keep them there, we, we want to make sure that we uh, take, to, you know, take advantage of that. In, in a lot of cases, sports is a hook. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've um, found is that many of our athletes are actually getting, have a, a higher GPA mm -hmm. than, uh, than our regular students. So uh, I think that our principals now understand, uh, you know, the importance of sports, teachers understand the importance of sports, and whatever it takes to, to keep a student involved and student focused, uh, we want to actually um, take advantage of that. And sports is an intricate part mm -hmm. of uh, the uh, total education process for students. We don't um, value our youth sufficiently. There are students in every single school who are succeeding 
Uh, and we need to tell their stories. We need to tell them proudly. We need to tell them so that other students can hear, so that parents can hear, and the community can mm -hmm. embrace that. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, school folks need to listen to the kids. We need to create forums where students can feel like they have some ownership of their schools and can speak articulately as they do about what helps their education, what hinders their education, and then we need to be uh, very genuinely responsive uh, to what we learn from the young people. Alan, with that being said, talk about some of the other ideas, concepts, very hard line principles you have have thought about that you offer to turn schools around? Well, the High School Transformation Project, which we're rolling out this year, will be starting in 14 high schools at the ninth grade and then ramp up uh, in succeeding years with multiples of approximately 15 high schools. And the schools that start this year will be moving to 10th and, and then 11th grade. Um, the core strategy is about instruction. It's about introducing very strong, powerful, curriculum in English, math, and science and providing uh, significant professional development for, for teachers, building um, their strategic uh, ways of working with kids, helping them really understand content uh, and making connections with kids. We're going to have instructional coaches, one for every 15 teachers. Uh, there will be leadership coaches, one for every seven principals. There will be leadership teams. Um, Teachers will have common planning time to work together to really examine student work, to understand what exemplars are for student work. So it's all of that rolled together um, to try to make a difference for, for kids. It seems our education experts in the Chicago public school system have their work cut out for them. But they also seem to be getting a bit of help from a well-known guardian angel. And just who might that be? We'll fill you in when we return, so stay with us. Welcome back to this special edition of People, Places, and Things, Closing the Gap. We're talking about revamping our Chicago high schools. And although no one has a magic wand, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is offering a little pixie dust of their own. Just recently, Bill and Melinda Gates announced that the 22, I think $22 million uh, donation that's going to go to the Chicago public schools. I mean, that's the kind of help we need from, from individual Americans how is that money going to be spent in the Chicago public schools? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has been extraordinarily supportive for years of us in, in a couple of different ways. One is really shrinking the size of high schools. I think the big high school is fundamentally broken. Our students are anonymous. They need to have adults in their lives who care about them. So as we tried to shrink the size of schools, they've been there from day one helping us do that. And you're starting to see dropout rates go down dramatically and graduation rates go up. This most recent grant is really funding the seed funding for the high school transformation effort to really look at not just creating new small schools, but transforming the, the academic rigor and the educational rigor in existing mm -hmm. high schools. They've, over the past five years, contributed over $60 million and helped many individual schools as well as the district. And we're extraordinarily grateful for that kind of philanthropic support and their belief in our potential and what our students can do. There's no doubt about it. Talk about a little bit how principals, what input they would have on the spending of those resources in their building. And then talk about this issue of we've been talking about principals and, 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 and teachers and parents and, and kids and things. Talk about how do you, and, and, and pardon the use of the word, but I think this is the way it has to be, rid the system of teachers who are not committed and principals who are not committed to 
the new line thought that you are now committed to? Well, two things on the, on the money side. We are only working with schools that want to transform themselves. So we had a very rigorous competitive process where schools had to compete for the right to enter the high school transformation effort. And we originally had over 40 high schools competing to come in. We had some very, very tough discussions internally, made some tough decisions, and started with this original 14. And we'll add 14, 15 more schools each year. But you have great principals who want to get better. You have great teachers that want to get better. And we need to continue to support them, provide the resources that are, that are going to help them. So we feel very, very good about the systems and individual schools' willingness to change. And we need to continue to push that very, very hard. In terms of teacher talent, I mean, one of the things that we're most proud of is the caliber of teachers coming into the system today. We hire about 1,500, 1,600 teachers a year. Four years ago, we had about 9,000 applicants. For this fall, we've had over 20,000 applicants, teachers from around the country who want to come work in the Chicago public schools. Last year, 42% of the teachers we hired had master's degrees. If you ask any of our principals, they will tell you that the talent pool has never been better. So we're recruiting remarkable people from around the country. On the last show, Arnie, you talked about creating incentives to get the great teachers, you know, into some of the schools that were near the bottom or yeah. whatever. How's yeah. that? Coming along. We've come a long way. We're still pushing. We're still in our infancy, but it's been a lot of fun. We have one school, Sherman Elementary, that was a school that was chronically underperforming, that was failing. We moved all the adults out, mm -hmm. kept the children, brought in a whole new team of adults, a third of whom were nationally board certified or Golden Apple winners. We're paying them a premium to, to work in that school, and we think there's something magic that's going to happen there. We've also applied for a very significant grant, a $30 million grant from the U.S. Department of Education to incent teachers to go into those tough schools. Mm -hmm. And we, we haven't heard yet, but we're optimistic on that. We've partnered very closely with the Chicago Teachers Union and the Public Education Fund to increase the number of nationally board certified teachers, particularly in those inner city communities. And mm -hmm. over the past five years, we've gone from 11 nationally board certified teachers to almost 500. And our goal is to get to 1,200 in the next couple years. In five schools this fall, we're bringing in new principals, principals who have proven to have an outstanding track record. We're calling them turnaround specialists to come into these low achieving schools, try and dramatically change the culture and increase student performance. And so there's a number of different initiatives that we're doing to really try to get, and get the best talent where it's needed most, which is in the heart of the inner city. And one of the things that we're thinking about is trying to do some residential schools. And you know, if prep schools out east are good enough for the wealthy to prepare them for college, somehow those opportunities haven't been good enough for children mm -hmm. who don't have the means. And we think in certain situations, if we could keep the children with us 24 hours a day, they'd have a real chance to break cycles of mm -hmm. poverty and social failure mm -hmm. and move on to the mainstream. It's something as we create more new schools, that's one innovative idea we're going to look at very, very closely. That's where corporate America can come in, Absolutely. sponsor a couple of kids. Absolutely. When we talk about shared accountability for this one mm -hmm. partner, and sort of use the bully pulpit here, that we need more help from, frankly, is the media. As we said, there are gems in every single school. Mm -hmm. And one of the frustrations is if one of our young men does something crazy, that's on the 9 o'clock news yep. in the lead story. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. thousands of our young men are doing the right thing and trying to be successful, mm -hmm. somehow that's not sexy to the media. And you guys help to define societal norms. And the more you guys can spotlight those students that are doing the right thing and mm -hmm. overcoming extraordinary odds, that would really help, I think, change cultural perspective mm -hmm. and help our young man see, God, I can get recognized in a positive mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. for doing the right mm -hmm. thing. Before we wrap this up, um, we're going around the table. What, what is perhaps the major wish that each and every one of you has for our public school system here in Chicago? We'll start with you, Dr. Pemmy. Uh Continued uh, improvement and uh, I have a better um, showing with that achievement gap. We just need to do more in making sure that we do close the achievement gap for our minority students. 
We want every parent engaged this year. We want to have the best first day attendance ever. And ultimately, we want to become the best big city school district in America. And we're not going to rest until we get there. Dr. Olson. Uh, I want to see all kids achieve their potential of high achievement. Um, and I want our transformation project to get off to a good start and to have our teachers and principals who have been uh, well trained for the start um, uh, go, go, go at it with uh, great confidence and deliver on behalf of the kids. And I want to celebrate the stories, the stories that we talked about, those, those, those principals and those individuals in schools that are really doing some remarkable things. I think we need to tell our story a little bit better. Well, well I'm, I'm looking for role models for our young people, uh, parental involvement, uh, high expectations from the teachers, and high standards from the communities, mm -hmm. uh, along with hopefully rigorous coursework coming from the schools. And finally, I want our students to improve their study habits, uh, their study skills, and to make commitment mm -hmm. to education. Sure. Well, I'd like to have a high quality education for every child, and that every parent would feel comfortable and welcome in every public school in the city. Those certainly sound feasible to me. If you have some wishes of your own, please don't hesitate to send them along to us at abc7chicago.com and we'll pass them along to the powers that be. But for now, stay with us. We'll be right back. I think we've seen today that a well-rounded education includes a lot more than reading, writing, and arithmetic. And although they are still included in the basics, they are just the beginning. I think we've also learned that the education of our youth is paramount to the growth and development of our nation, and as such, should be a priority for us all. I'd like to thank our guests, as well as my colleagues Jim Rose and Evelyn Holmes, for joining me in the special edition of People, Places, and Things, Closing the Gap. I'm Harry Porterfield. We'll see you next time.